Hello and a very warm welcome. In our part of the world, that is the Northern Hemisphere, it is about this time every year in the dead of winter that those of us lucky enough to have a warm house to go to notice just how many people are homeless on the streets. At least 320,000, we are told, in Britain. That's according to the charity Shelter. In one of the wealthiest countries in the world, more and more people are now living on the streets. Many are struggling with addiction, mental or physical illness, Others are escaping violence and abuse. But an increasing number are here simply because they can't afford to live anywhere. With the poor getting poorer and with cuts to mental health services, the number of people sleeping rough on the streets has doubled in the past 10 years. And tonight we can reveal the hundreds of homeless deaths that happen on the UK streets. I bought him a card. Seemed funny at the time. Once upon a time there was a twat. It was you. The end. Anyway, I got home, left it on the sideboard to write something later. But I didn't. I forgot. And I found it again this morning. And his birthday was two days ago. I was sorry. I mean it. Because it's the first time I've forgotten and I'm his sister and good sisters don't forget. I've still got all the others I bought for him. And I think it's because I forgot this year. Because it's his 30th. And because 14 years have gone by and not a word. I think that's why. That's why I feel I ought to give it another try. See if I can find him. It wasn't a game, like count to ten, I hide, you seek, nothing like that. I didn't leave hoping someone would come after me, say sorry, make everything better. I knew that wouldn't happen. I'd learned that lesson. I knew what being found means, especially when mum came back after a long day out, off her face, shouting, yelling, with whichever bloke it was at the time. Derek was the worst. Six years we have with him. Where is he, hmm? The little bastard. He's only a kid, Derek. He's done nothing. What do you see? Nothing. Nothing. Just let him be, that's all. You bitch. Sorry, Derek. I didn't mean nothing. And that was all she said. But he didn't need any more reason. Derek didn't. Sometimes he didn't need any reason at all. Just being there was enough. And this particular night, he hits her with a bottle, busts her nose, there's blood pouring from her nose. And then he comes for me, drags me out from under the bed, and I'm curled up small, so there's less to kick. And I'm no more than six, and thin, so you can see all the ribs in my back. And he swings me round and throws me against the wall, and then beats me, a proper beating with fists. That's when mum says I best not go to school, because of the bruises. They don't want anyone seeing the bruises, and so I don't go. Hardly ever go after that, but no one comes to find out why. Never. Not once. Unknown. Died in Brighton, 14th of November 2017, aged 34. Unknown, died in Northampton, 26th of November, 2017, aged 39. Unknown, 
died in Bristol, 18th of October 2017, aged 23. speak to Detective Roberts, please? I'm afraid not, madam. He retired last year. Can I help? It's about my brother, Ricky Webster. I've been before, a few times. Okay, so tell me what the problem is. He's still missing. Right, and you say you've been before about it? Several times. So when did it happen? When was it first reported? Near enough, 14 years ago. Oh, let me see. December 2006, just before Christmas. And no word from him since, I suppose? No. And I've tried since. Four or five times I've tried, thinking, you know, maybe this time we'll be lucky, but no, not a trace. Nothing. I see. And what age would your brother be now? Thirty. It was his thirtieth on Monday. Yes. Well, in that case, if there was no evidence of foul play, which I'm presuming there wasn't, and he went of his own volition... Yes, But he was only 16. I appreciate that, madam, but he's not 16 anymore. He's an adult, and he almost certainly doesn't want to be found. Even if we struck lucky, which isn't likely, we can't force him to make contact, not if he doesn't want to. I don't want to make him do anything. I just want to know that he's all right. Look, I'm sure D.I. Roberts told you all this at the time. It's the first 72 hours that are crucial when someone goes missing. After 14 years, there's not a whole lot we can do. I know, but I've got to do something. I can't just, you know, pretend he's never existed. All I can say is, whatever it was, the reason he left. I'm sure it wasn't your fault. If it was all different, if I wasn't how I am, living how I live, I would go and see her. Because I never thanked her. I mean, why should she help? She's my big sister, but I didn't grow up with her. I only knew her. Not before I knocked on her door that night, and she doesn't owe me anything. But that night, 13 years old, choking on tears and snot and blood, because this time he's not my front teeth out, and I've nowhere else to go. Ricky? Christ! Come in, come... Jesus, what... How did this happen? It was me. My fault. Who did it? Was it him? Only because of what I'd done. I'm ringing the police. No, no. Why not? He could kill someone. No, please. Because of mum. Please. Not the police, because she'll get it. She will. He'll give it to her good and proper. She deserves it. You've not seen what you can do. I can see perfectly well. Just look at you. And what did mum do? The same as what she's always done. Nothing. Not a damn thing. No. No, this has to stop. Please, no, no, honestly, it was my fault. He's knocked your teeth out, for Christ's sake. I nicked some of his You're weed. You're smoking weed? Only a bit, at home, you know, and normally, like, they don't mind that I didn't know. Like, it was his, Derek's. I just found it by the bin and thought, well, like, no one else wants it. You're not going back there. I've got to- No way. You're staying here. What about your family? You're my family. And Jed will be fine. He'll be glad of another man around the house. Besides, he's busy, you know. Army stuff goes away a lot. And the girls would be ever so excited to have an uncle. Yeah, but, like, I can't leave Mum. She won't give a damn. When Gran took me away from her, six years old I was, and she never came to see me. Not that Gran would have let her in the house, but she didn't even try. Not once. And the next time I saw her, 
I was 10, four years later. And I'm coming out of Monkton Park towards Chippenham Council offices, and there she is, sat on a bench just inside the gate. So I have to walk past her, same distance as I am to you now. And she looks at me and looks away, you know, like you do when nothing's registered. You know, not a flicker. So don't you worry about her. She won't even give a damn you're gone. Did I do enough? That's what I keep asking myself. Could I have done more? Could anybody? I mean, the poor kid. 13 long years of it and Christ knows what else there was. Things he never talked about because he wouldn't. He wouldn't talk about any of it. Nothing. And maybe that wouldn't have worked. Maybe some people are damaged beyond repair. I read that on Mum's net. Not that I'm his mum. But where else do you go when your teenage brother won't admit there's a problem? Won't go anywhere for help but drinks whatever he can get his hands on. Staggers home and crashes out four, five times a week and still only 13 years. And not just that. Not just the alcohol. Cannabis and Christ knows what else. Spice, K3, Crystal Meth, Coke, Addies, Blue Evan, Demis, Dillies, Vikes, Smack, China Girl Speed, Black Black Cat. I wasn't much bothered what it was. Whatever was out there on the streets, I took. Unknown died in Hastings, 9th of December, 2017, aged 41. Unknown died in Cambridge, 27th of January, 2018, aged 38. Unknown died in Edinburgh, 22nd of February, 2018, aged 19. And I couldn't cope. I couldn't. Three little girls... Jed away and tore in Afghan for six months, and after three years of it, I was tired. I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with him. I've had enough. I can't put up with this any sorry. longer. No, no more stories. I don't want you here anymore. Not with the girls. I've never hurt the girls. It's not I that. Didn't. I can't have them around you, not the way you are. I told you, I'm I not. I know what you've told God's me. God's honest truth. Listen to you. Look at you. I mean, it's obvious. Your eyes, you're on something now. Who'd you still I'll swear on anything you like. Of course she will. On Mum's life. Don't you dare. Don't you dare mention her in this house. Mine then. Okay? Is that good enough for you? I swear on my own life. And what's that worth? With all the crap you pump into yourself. Well, I'm not having it. Not for my kids. I'm not having them learn from you like you learn from her. I don't remember whose floor it was I slept on that night. Nor the weeks that followed. Except to say it was never the same floor for long. That's how it works. Sofa surfing, they call it. Not that there is ever a sofa, but you learn the rules pretty quick. Don't outstay your welcome, because you're not, even though they say, yeah, of course, mate, of course you can stay, but it's your stuff. Fit in their space. You drinking their tea, a drop of milk, spoon of sugar, slice of bread, never much, but the poxy places you stay the ones who let you stay i mean they've barely got a fag paper more than you and there you are taken with nothing to give back and like i say all it takes is a week two at the most and there i stop meeting yours and that's it you don't wait to be told 
you pack your gear back onto the streets and look for somewhere else. Someone else, someone you've not tried before. Hey mate, how are you doing? Fancy a smoke? You win some, you lose some, but Chippenham's a small town and it doesn't take long to run out of winners. Two months and Christmas coming. Not that I'm blaming anyone. I'd used up all the favours anyone owed me. Of course I saw him. The weeks after I told him to go, I couldn't miss him. It seemed like every time I went into town, he was there. And I'm ashamed to say it now. I am really deeply ashamed. But I was ashamed of him, sitting there well with whoever they were. He shouldn't have been with them. 16 years old and living like that. Because I could just tell from looking at him how he was living. And I pretended not to see him. But he must have known that I had. The thing is, I couldn't bring myself to run the risk. Because I couldn't have him back. Not with Jed coming home from Afghan. And if I'd come over, I know what I'm like. And I hated myself for kicking him out. So I couldn't run the risk. So it seemed easier to walk by. Except, of course, it wasn't. Never has been. Your friend is absolutely right, Ricky. That's why I'm entitled. Yes. Yes, because you're under 18. You've got nowhere else to live. I mean, we'll obviously have to uh, check that your sister can or won't have you back, but... Beyond that, you certainly seem to meet the criteria. And as the local authority with which you have a, a connection, we have a statutory responsibility to offer you suitable accommodation in the Chipnam area. Like what? Well, we'll have to see what's on the list, but what's most likely is temporary bed and breakfast for a week or so. And then, if and when it becomes available, a uh, bed sit, or if you're lucky, a small flat, studio flat, something like that. Uh, oh, you'll need to apply for housing benefit, of course, to cover the rental, and, oh, and there's utilities on top of that. I've got a leaflet somewhere, it tells you all about it. Um, oh, yeah, how to claim. Um, and then... Oh, this one here, this explains about oh, yeah, managing a budget. There you go. Putting money aside for, for gas, electric, food, all the essentials. It's pretty straightforward stuff. But you got any questions, you know, come back, all right? Good. You come back in a couple of hours, let's say 4.30. I'll have something sorted out for tonight, and then we'll take it from there. Meanwhile, uh, we're not going to town. Buy yourself a cup of tea and uh, read through the leaflets. I didn't tell him I can't read, not just because of the shame, because that's always been there. I thought it might disqualify me, like only people who can read get a flat, so you sit quiet, don't ask questions in case it's all in the leaflet you're supposed to have read. So when they tell me they're giving me a bed set, I've no idea what it's all about. I mean, I get the keys, and it's like it's my room, like I own it. But with the forms, the bills, the worry of paying them on time, I start to think maybe it's the room that owns me. Like, even though my shoes are done for, my only pair, soles flapping like ducks bills, I daren't buy new ones. Not even from the Sally Army. Not with paying for gas, then the TV, the electric, and I can't sleep with the worry. It's worse than all those hard floors. So I do a bit of moonlighting, a bit of window cleaning to earn a few quid so I can be sure to pay them on time. But I've no shoes. And there I am. Freezing bloody cold up a ladder with Tesco bags on my feet, and I don't remember what happened. I must have slipped. Unknown. 
died in Milton Keynes, 26th of February 2018, aged 30. Unknown, died in Islington, 26th of May 2018, aged 17. Unknown, died in Barnstable, the 1st of May 2018, aged 32. He's coming around. Oh, I don't feel great. I feel terrible. Bowl, please, nurse. I'm Dr. Heaton, one of the physicians here. You've had a big operation. You were in theatre quite a while. Lot of anaesthetic. That's why you feel so sick. Where am I? Like I say, you're in hospital. The Royal United. You fell off a ladder. I was window cleaning. So I understand. And I'm afraid you've sustained a nasty break to your right leg. It's what's called an intra-articular fracture. And that's when the break in the upper tibia, that's the top of your shin, extends into the knee joint. And yours was particularly difficult to repair because the kneecap was broken into six or seven different pieces by the bone coming up and through it. Bit of a jigsaw puzzle putting it all back together. It really hurts. Oh, it really does hurt. The nurse will give you something for that, but your leg isn't the real worry. Can I have something now? I need something now. The real worry is why you fell off the ladder. I slipped. Yes, but it's why you slipped that concerns us. I didn't have any shoes on. Yes, that wouldn't have helped. But nor did your blood pressure. It was taken in the ambulance and again in A&E when you arrived. It was dangerously high. It's a kind of level that makes people dizzy, and what with that and the needle marks on your arms. The tests we did before we took you into theatre indicate a condition called infective endocarditis. It's an infection of the heart. And I'm afraid that it's not uncommon in people who have injected opioids like heroin or fentanyl into their veins. Does that mean I'm dying? No. No. But you are going to need a new aortic valve. The one you've got is damaged. It's not functioning properly. needs replacing. Now. As soon as possible. But I learned something in that hospital. Lying in bed, feeling all sorry for myself. Because in the next bed is this man who's been hit by a train. And I realise there was me worrying that I've got no shoes. And here's this fella, big smile on his face. And he's got no feet. It wasn't that I didn't know. I did and I rang the hospital. It was Jed who told me about the accident. One of his squaddies had seen it happen, rung the ambulance and waited with him till they came. So I knew where they'd taken him and I rang. I'm afraid I can't tell you anything. But I'm his sister. I dare say, but we have to go with what he tells us. He's the patient and we have to respect his wishes. I just want to check that he's okay. I'm sorry, but I really can't tell you anymore. I knew what I should have done, no matter what the nurse said. I should have just turned up at visiting time and taken my chances. I mean, what could they do? Jed talked me out of it though, and then I felt bad because, to be honest, I was relieved. Because if I went, I wouldn't know what to say. I mean, what could I say to him? Come back to ours if you need looking after. Not permanent, but somewhere to recuperate for a bit. And I knew if I saw him, that's exactly what I would say. But I wouldn't mean it. I didn't want him back. Not even if it was temporary. But I'd have to say it anyway. Come and stay. And then dreaded him taking me up on it. So I could have done more, you see. Or just have been honest. 
And maybe that's why I've done the birthday cards. Pretense. Pretending he matters. We can arrange some transport for you, Ricky. That's what the nurse said when, finally, three operations and a permanent limp later, they told me I got to go, that they were discharging me. The driver will take you right to your front door. It's no problem at all. No thanks, nurse. How are you going to get home, then? You really shouldn't try public transport. <laughs> Not with that leg. Not if I were you. Not for a couple of months, at least. There was no worry on that score. I hadn't got enough money for the bus fare, and as for the room, the bedsit, well, I was overdue on what I owed on gas and electric. Couldn't go window cleaning again, so no point in going back there. So, what are your plans then, Ricky? I don't know. I thought I might give round here a try. Yeah, but where are you going to stay? Do you have any friends in Bath? <clears throat> and that was the thing, you see. I didn't know a single soul, and more to the point, no one knew me. And that's what bothered me most about going back to Chippenham, the embarrassment, being recognised. The whispers behind the ants. Look at him, you remember him. Oh, for goodness sake. What was his name? Uh, the, the lad who never came to school. Christ, living like that. Can you imagine? Unknown. Died in Birmingham, 28th of June 2018, aged 38. Unknown. Died in Manchester, 20th of October 2018, aged 27. Unknown. Died in London, 4th of January 2019, aged 46. I'm trying to find my brother Ricky. He went missing 14 years ago. The thing about living on the streets is you own what you carry. And when I come out of hospital, the only thing I've got, apart from the crutches, is the wristband they put on me when I was first admitted. A wristband with my name on. No need for that now. And off it comes, and into the first bin I can find. I'm sorry, but the only photograph we've got was taken when he was 14 or 15. It's better than nothing. And posters, even with old photos, do have some success. And as I've said, I'll email a copy of our leaflet with all the information about how to use social media, as well as the contact details for organisations like the Salvation Army and, and the big issue that have missing persons notice boards. If someone recognises his picture or sees his name, well, you never know. What are you doing out here? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no need to apologise. I thought it'd be alright. I've not seen you around here before. What's your name? And it's on my lips to say it like I've said it a million times before. But something stops me. And it's like I'm saying good riddance, Ricky Webster. Hobble. Because of the limp. That's what my mates call me. Have you been here all night? Most of it, yeah. Be freezing. Pretty cold, yeah. And where's your your bed and your sleeping bag? Haven't got any. Right. Well, you'd better come with me then, Obel. I haven't done anything. No. No, don't worry. I'm not the police. 
You're not in any trouble. Because I was told this was the place to come. Because I've never been to Bath before. And I was told to come here. Manvers Street by the church. That's what the lady of the Sally Army told me. But I couldn't find it. Uh, you're right above it. The night shelter. It's where I work. You slept pretty much on top of it. It's down those steps there. <clears throat> so come on. Come with me. I'll take you down. Warm you up. See if we can get you a bacon sandwich. Need to, no, stay, stay away from there. There's no, there's no. Excuse no. me, but I'm looking for my brother. He used to hang around this part of Chippenham with his mates. They always came here, and I wondered if you might be able to help. I've got a picture of him here. That's him, 14 years ago. I wondered if you might remember him. Before my time, I'm afraid. I've only been around a couple of years. Baz might know. Been around forever, Baz has. He knows everyone. I'm sorry, Robert, but those are the rules. We've only got 20 beds, and this time of year, with it being so cold, there are loads more people than we can squeeze in, and the rules are the rules. You have to be 18 to stay in the night shelter. So, what do I do then? Your best port of call is children's services. Excuse me, but are you Baz? Ask me, yeah? I was told you might have known my brother, Ricky Webster. Oh, names don't mean a thing, darling. This is him, here, in the picture. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, face is familiar. I, I didn't know him. I, I knew of him. I saw him around. Didn't you have a dog? No, no, he didn't. Because I'm I'm thinking I've had a dog. It's a great big shaggy bugger. I, I remember because it bit mine. Nearly took his ear off. I had to have stitches. He definitely didn't have a dog. Oh, I must have been thinking of someone else. I mean... <laughs> faces. They all ran into each other. I've seen so many. Most of them dead, nah? Yes, but the problem is Hobble, you don't have a local connection in Bath. You haven't lived or gone to school here. No, but I don't want to go back to Chippenham. No way. Never. We're not talking about going back to live with your mum. I won't. I can't. Yes, and I understand what you're saying. No, I we'll don't find think that you... you somewhere temporary, just for tonight. But in the longer term, we'll need to contact the local authority where you last lived. No. I've got some... Some leaflets for you to take away. They explain all your options. I don't want any of your sodding leaflets. Now, there's no need to be abusive. I'm only trying to help. I don't need your help. I don't need anybody's help. It was about 12 years ago now. Two years after you went missing. Every week or so for near enough six months. And it was always the home phone. Hello? Silence. Hello, it's Mel here. Still nothing. Hello, who is this please? And I hung up. Put it down to one of those cold call telemarketing things people are always complaining about. But then, this one time, a couple of months after it started, not a cough exactly, more like a... <clears throat> Jed, I'm telling you, there was someone there. Sounds like a heavy breather to me. Next time, just tell the dirty bastard to piss off. But it wasn't like that. 
It was just the one sound. Maybe it was interference on the line. And perhaps Jed was right. Maybe that's what it was. But I couldn't help thinking it might be him. Hoping it was and wondering if I should say something next time like, Is that you, Ricky? But I didn't. And then the call stopped. And I wished that I had. Unknown. Died in Wolverhampton, 22nd of January 2019, aged 26. Unknown. Died in Oxford, 5th of February 2019, aged 49. Unknown. Died in Leeds, 7th of March 2019, aged 35. They say you get used to stuff, you know? The frog in the pot. Like, you don't notice what's happening. After a time, it all becomes normal. Pain is normal. <sighs> Sleep rough for three years and you'll know what a load of bollocks that is. I mean, the first three years after coming to Bath, I slept in the car park on Avon Street. But even there, even though it's underground, there was water dripping off the ceiling. So every morning you wake up cold and wet and stinking and damp. But I'm lucky, and this nice restaurant owner who parks his car there gives me a wheelie bin, lines it with cardboard, and I lie on its side, and that's what I sleep in. The bin, meant for trash. And that's why I phoned her. Not because I wanted to talk or go back, nothing like that. I just wanted to hear her voice, because, I mean, I know she kicked me out. She had good reason. But she never treated me like I was rubbish. What's the reference number on the letter? It's 6742981. How the letter got to us, I don't really know. It came more than a year after he'd left. They'd sent it to the bedsit place the council put him in. But how they knew to send it on to me here, at our house, I've no idea. Anyway, it's addressed to Ricky, but I don't care. There's the NHS logo on the envelope. So I open it and it's from the Royal United Hospital, Bath. An appointment. Cardiology. Well, I'm sorry, but the date for that appointment was ten months ago. Because Mr Webster didn't attend, he'll need to arrange another time. Yes, I know. That's why I'm ringing. He didn't get the letter. It's only just been forwarded to this address. Well, tell him to ring us here at appointments or go online. The contact details are on the letter. Well, there's not much I can do, I'm afraid. Those are the regulations, if you... Want job seekers allowance? Yeah, but how am I supposed to survive on nothing? Well, you have to be available to work. You know that. And there are sanctions. If you don't turn up for meetings or interviews. I couldn't make it. I've not been well. It's my chest. I can hardly catch my breath at times. Well, then you should have informed your key worker. But I've got no money on my phone. I can't ring. But it's not the first time. You have been warned. I've told you before. You have to play by the rules. You've got to engage. Do that, convince your key worker that you're fully engaged. A couple of months, that's all it will take. Two months? Well, realistically, yeah. Well, at least that. And then you'll qualify for the full job seekers allowance. What am I supposed to do in the meantime? Excuse me, sir. You couldn't spare any change, could you? I haven't got anything on me, I'm afraid. 
Sorry to bother you, madame. I'm trying to get some money together for the night shelter. No answer. Doesn't even look at me. Excuse me, sir. I only need another two pounds for the night shelter. Why don't you get a job like the rest of us? I knew the statistics by heart. The leaflets they'd given me were full of them. The children's society, missing people, shelter. All of them give the same number. 3,000 people who go missing in the UK each year are never found. And it was something Baz had said that made me think. Faces. They all run into each other. I've seen so many. And when I was talking to him, Baz I mean, when I was stood in front of him I suddenly thought, what if this is as close as I'll get to knowing what's happened to him? Baz sat there in the doorway of what used to be Roseby's soft furnishings. And if I just swap Baz's face for his, maybe that's him too. My lost brother sat on a sleeping bag in an empty shop porch, propped up against the door, elbow on a rucksack, opening a can of special brew. Unknown, died in Bristol, 4th of March, 2019, aged 41. Unknown, died in Canterbury, 17th of April, 2019, aged 38. Unknown, died in Norwich, 12th of July, 2019, aged 27. down to the damp, the cough. I never got rid of it. The walls in the underground car park don't help, ringing wet and I'm fighting for breath like I'm drowning. Some nights when it's bad I've enough for the night shelter, sometimes not. Other times but only when it drops below zero, they set the overflow shelter place in the church hallway. That's the worst though, because that's when the dealers come, because money never sleeps. It's all through the night. One, two, three, four o'clock, they're banging on the door. Oi, it's Orwell. Let me in, it's me. It's Mojo, it's Conga there. I got some gear for Conga, quick, let me in. And Mojo's in and out and onto his next pitch at the sheltered accommodation on Corn Street. And five minutes later, there is another knock and another voice. I got some baggies. Anyone fancy some business? And so it goes on the rest of the night, and I'm clinging to the bed like a life raft, and I'm desperate, and I'm aching for whatever he's got. But I've promised myself no more, not after this morning, because the skag I smoked then was cut with some real shit wash powder or baking soda or some such crap and I puke my ring up the rest of the day and I try clinging on. I do, but it's never enough. Not when the knocking starts. Mm, not been one of our vendors. Not in Bath. Not since I've been at the big issue. And that's going back way before the 14 years since your brother's been missing. Thanks for your time anyway. I hope you find him. Have you tried just walking the streets of the city? Because 
If you're right and he's anywhere in the bath area, that's where he'll be. Out on the streets. That's all I've done the last few days. Been up and down every street I don't know how many times. It's like he's become invisible. The biggest problem you face if you're homeless. Invisibility. Without an address, you don't get bills that prove where you live. And that means you can't get a bank account or apply for a passport or get any form of ID. You're not on the electoral rolls, you aren't able to vote. You're completely off the system. Excluded from everything the rest of us take for granted. Me and Tammy turned things around. At least they did for a bit. 22 I was when I saw her. 22 and in a bad way. Really bad. Shooting up whenever I got the money. And begging, stealing, selling. Doing pretty much anything to get it. And seeing her. The first time was at the night shelter. I knew. Straight away I just knew. And she tells me later it's the same for her. And I've not had that. Not had anyone say the things she said. Things that make you cry inside because you've never heard them before. Things that make you think, maybe it can be better after all. Why don't we try it? Congo reckons the chemist watered down the methadone to save money. That's got to be bollocks. Yeah, but he's been through it. Three times Conga's done detox. Never got beyond a week. Yeah, but maybe. Like I say, if we tried it together, you know, maybe that would help. Both of us, then we could get on the housing list, get off the streets, get a flat. You and me. I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I'm not sure. Why not? I don't want to let you down. Okay. Fair enough. If that's how you feel. But I'll tell you something. If we don't, in five years' time, we'll be sat in the same places looking at the same faces. Except there'll be a hell of a lot less of us. That's the paperwork sorted out. And once I get all the information you've given me up on the, the computer, you will be registered as a joint application on the Bath and North East Somerset Home Search Scheme. Thank you. Yeah, that's great, thanks. And that entitles you to bid for suitable properties. Oh, only we thought there was a long waiting list for places. Yes, there, there is quite a bit of confusion where this is concerned. Anyone who is registered can bid for any property. But that doesn't mean that they'll be successful, because to be honest, there are lots of people bidding and nowhere near enough suitable properties to offer them. So how does it work then? When the bidding process is closed, we draw up a shortlist of applicants here at the council and we send them to the landlord. And in the interests of fairness, we only put those who have been on the list longest on the waiting list. What you're saying is Tammy and me's got no chance. No, no, not at all. You're now on the list. And as long as you comply with the regulations, like avoiding any kind of criminal, antisocial behaviour, you'll be alright. Three years, maybe four, you'll get onto the shortlist, and then, who knows, you might be lucky. Two years we held on, waiting and hoping. 
fingers crossed. There's a nice one in the Paragon. Should we bid for it? What about the place on Northampton Street? Or the studio flat in Fairfield Park? Oldfield Park? Bear Flat? Widcombe? Or Down? Twerton? No. 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 One of the big issue vendors told me that people who live on the streets in Bath are most visible when visitor numbers are at their highest. During the Christmas market, on bank holidays and over the Easter weekend. Good Friday was only a couple of weeks away. Friday, April 10th, 2020. When Ricky would have been missing exactly 14 years and four months. Not that there was any great significance in that. The real significance for me was that I'd promised Jed that this would be the last time. That after this I'd let it go. Let him go. Except that wherever he was, he was gone from my life. September time it was, the new students week at the university, a beautiful warm night and me and Tammy are sleeping out in the doorway at Gap. And all of a sudden, we're woken by these guys standing over us, laughing. Tell you what boys, looks like they need a shower. Oh my god! <laughs> you filthy pricks! Just clean you up a bit. You pissed on my hair! Get rid of the nuts and lice the way. <laughs> and I swing my crutch round and catch the gobby one on the forehead and then hard on the bridge of his nose and down he goes. And now there's others coming down the street and joining in and the kicking starts. And before you know it, the police cars arrive and it's me and Tammy gets arrested and I'm deemed to have shown antisocial behavior. And the police apply to the court for an order to exclude me from the city center. And the real joke is, the student's got a cut on his forehead, fair enough, it needs stitches, but Tammy's got two broken ribs and my bollocks are the size of melons and I'm banged up for the night and don't get to my job seekers interview at 9.30 the following morning and they give me a sanction and cut my allowance to £47 a month. But that's not the worst. I'm afraid that because of your antisocial behaviour order, it's most unlikely that you'll get housed in Bath and North East Somerset. Not in the foreseeable future, anyway. But we've been on the list for two and a half years. And once this city exclusion order is lifted... That's another 12 months! Once it's lifted, and as long as you stay out of trouble, abide by the rules, we'll be able to start putting your name on the bidding shortlist again. And what about me, then? Uh, the, the problem is that you made a joint application for housing. Both parties have to fulfil the criteria, and that is no longer the case. But I'm pregnant! She's seven months pregnant! And under the 1996 Housing Act, she will be housed as a matter of priority. But it will be for her and the baby. But I'm the father! Yeah, we want to be together, like a family. We want to be a family. Why won't you let us be a family? Unknown. Died in Cheltenham, 4th of August 2019, aged 32. Unknown. Died in Weymouth, 17th of September 2019, aged 38. Unknown. Died in Salisbury, 12th of October 2019, aged 19. Excuse me, but do you recognise the face in this picture? It's my brother Ricky. Ricky Webster. 
He'd be 30 now. I think he may have come to live here in Bath. I just wondered if you'd come across him. It was three months after they took the baby off us that Tammy left. A little girl it was. But probably for the best. For the baby, I mean. Tammy didn't see it that way. Wouldn't talk about it. Wouldn't talk about anything. And then one day she's gone. Never said a word. Just went. Broke my heart. What was left of it, anyway. Looks a bit like Obble. Yeah, yeah. It's him, alright. Same eyes. Obble? But that's what he's always been known as. No idea what his real name is. But you're sure it's him? More or less, yeah. Pretty sure. What with it being an old photo of him. And do you have any idea where I might find him? I didn't much give a toss where it was. Since Tammy left, I haven't given a toss about anything much, except getting away and not coming back in Portsmouth Harbour. Well, I got 50 quid for selling a bit of gear, so sod it. I've been up for some smack and a train ticket, and it's by the sea. I've never seen the sea, and I think the air might help with my breathing. And do you have any idea where I might find him? No, sorry. I, I haven't seen Obble for a couple of years at least. It had moved on somewhere, but I, I don't know. Can't tell you anymore. Is there somebody who might know? Can't think of anyone. He was a loner. Apart from a girl he used to knock around with for a bit. Other than that, no one close, no friends, nothing like that. No. I mean, you'd see him about, but no one knew him. they lift me, there is just a hint of it. The fresh chill of the sea. Just a breath of it before the doors close. And then, it's gone. Nothing. No more. Unknown died in Guildford, 15th of October, 2019, aged 42. Unknown, died in Reading, 17th of October, 2019, aged 38. Unknown, died Portsmouth, 12th of November, 2019, aged 30.
Unknown was produced by Rough House Theatre and commissioned by The Big Issue with support from Arts Council England and The Big Lottery. Written by Dougie Blacksland with support from Sammy Clark, Nathan Dempster, Ian Duff, Paul Jones, Lloyd Rusdale, Chris Taylor and Anthony Williams. All roles voiced by Dan Gaysford, Sabrina Lorison and Alex Stedman with additional voices from Ian Duff, Heather Hodge and Chris Taylor. The original music was composed by Owen Morgan. Directed by Moira Hunt and Shane Morgan.